0: Three. Action! Ding ding ding! You know, I know I have a fast internal clock because when we're watching the countdown on this studio before we record, I'm like, "This it's is interminably slow. slow. This cannot be a second. It's like five, <laughs> four, <laughs> Three. Like we don't we have We do not day. have all day. We do not have all day. And I'm a speed demon.
1: Oh, good. Okay. Okay. I'm in a meeting, but cool. I'll tell her. (laughs) I'll let her know. I'll let her know. know. Um, Okay. Rachel, what are we talking about today?
0: (laughs) Mm, All right. We are talking. Talking about a tough position in mm-hmm. wherein you're the boss or the leader or the manager, and you get shit from your team for whatever you do, right? You feel like you feel unfair criticism. And this is a question that I've received from actually multiple people that I've coached is like, I feel like I do a lot. And I'm constantly busy. And if I set boundaries, I am team feels like I'm not doing enough of this or I'm not doing enough of that. And I, I get that feedback and how do I defend myself without being
1: defensive?
0: Um, what do I do?
1: The question is so interesting. Also, you're so fucking laggy right now. Can you, Oh, oh no. It, we weren't, when we were talking before, I wasn't doing this. Can you get rid of everything else that's open on your phone? If you haven't already,
0: yes, that will just be a solid. Uh... Hold on, can I do that right now? It's better. We'll take better. It's not great. There was a big storm in Costa Rica two nights ago, and the good Wi Fi went out at my house. And it's not the kind of place where you get service for your Wi Fi immediately. Hence why I might sign a lease. With fiber optic, we need we we need the video, we We need the the voice voice
1: voice to match the anyway the mouth to match the movements. Okay, so let's go right. Let's dive right back into this question. So you're getting this a lot from your clients.
0: We need that sweet fiber optic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Kind of a few times. Can you give us? It's really like anytime you're. is this the lag? (laughs) What's happening? Yeah. (laughs) Anytime you get critical feedback from your team and you feel like it's unfair, how do you defend yourself without being defensive?
1: I really like this topic for us. We, We were trying to figure out which questions we were going to want to answer this week. Um, because this is something I've seen a lot of this week in the wake of SVB stuff. And we're not going to try and have a hot take on any of this. Just, we're not going to even get into it really. But you know, what I see when something happens in the zeitgeist is a lot of people doing what I see as punching up. So they have no place in this discussion they are not a part of the ecosystem, or if they are, they're very tangential part of the ecosystem. They're not in any of these rooms where decisions are being made, and yet they are just heaping such harsh criticism upon what's happening and acting like they would just know so much better, and I really see, I think the internet has really made this a, a something that, we feel is very normal to do where we think, Oh, this person's too important or too big or has too many followers to notice me. So I'm going to be as mean and critical the way I would probably never be to someone's face, seeing that they, you know, because they have so much power status, Mm. visibility, whatever, this isn't going to, it's not, I'm, I'm, I'm just like a little fly to them. I'm nothing. And it's so interesting to see it in the internet, Mm. And then you've seen all the fucking time in offices too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Criticism is easy and it feels good because it's like an emotional outlet. And I think when you're inside an organization, sometimes there's this sense of like justice being brought. If you criticize leadership, I feel like sometimes people who um, are critical of their leaders are aiming to hold them accountable which can be a noble thing and some, it is necessary. Right. I would never want to say that leadership is flawless and we can just trust, you know, inherently. And like,
1: Honestly, I, I of. would lean more towards the extreme end of this of like, just focus on your own job. You know, this, we talked about this as like the activist employee, and i i I can see a lot of my clients dealing with this yeah. now, too, where it's people especially younger and listen, I was one of these people at one time, so I'm not saying this also from a high horse, but it, it's not productive, and it it's really fucking annoying. <laughs> people who are constantly like, you know it's it's our job totally. to make sure that you as the leaders are doing all the right things in these ways. It's like actually. No, it's not. And I love what you said. It's, it feels like it's noble. I'm noble. I'm looking out for everyone else. And that's what people on the internet do. I'm looking out for everyone else. You're being racist. You're being, um, you know, homophobic. You're being, I'm looking out for everyone else.
0: It's like, why doesn't everyone just look out? Yeah. Look out for you. Yeah, You're really just getting off on your own rage. Yeah. It's a rage addiction. That's what it is. Like, people, I think in many of these cases, people just feel this sense of, like, frankly, like, turn on yeah. to be angry. Like, it's fun. And you would never think that. But oh, it's fun. Yeah.
1: To be, to be Why that. do you think we watch all these TV shows so, of people killing each right? other? And, like, it's, you know, fighting and having crazy outbursts. All these high school kids have these crazy outbursts with each other in the school hallways.
0: Yeah, people get addicted to these high sensation emotions. That's why the news is the way it is. Like, it really evokes a lot of fear and anger. And it's compelling to us as humans. And so, um, yeah, it's really interesting to watch how that comes out and then can be filtered through this lens of a good deed. Um, And sometimes the feedback is true, right? Like, sometimes the feedback is right. But I think you hit on something, Grace, that is really important. Important, Like the, the, the point of like focus on your job is um, it's not your responsibility to actually know or, um, and I feel like we really, really have information transparency about what other people at work are doing and the full extent of their work, right? There's a lot of unseen work that happens, especially um, now that we're in a remote world right and we're not physically huge each and other this is such time. a huge disconnect so i think that's like one of the speaking of disconnect we're lagging
1: <laughs> i was just going to say this is such a huge say it you say it disconnect yeah for executives and managers and their employees um all this work that goes unseen but what i really want to focus on for us is for the executives, for the managers, mm-hmm. because those are our clients. How do you approach when you have an entire team of people doing what they're perce- they're punching up. They think that you have so much power or status, or you make so much money, whatever it is, that they're going to be critical about you all day long. And it doesn't bother you because you've got so much more than them.
0: Mm. Yeah. You know, there's a reframe that I've been working with recently um, because this can feel really defeating to people, right? Like if you genuinely care and are coming from a good place and are doing your best to be a good boss and a good leader, uh, it can really feel demoralizing. And I actually see it as part of the service uh, of leadership, which is to actually receive and hold people's projections, right? And to deal with a degree of unfairness and continue to put yourself in a position of service. For me, true leadership is about being of service and fairness, right? Like the working world is in in fact, the world is inherently unfair. And this is just another element of that being unfair, but rise above it and sort of um, take the high road in a way that is an act Mm. of leadership devotion, right? And it doesn't mean that you can't find solutions if it's really creating waves inside your organization. I'm a big fan of offering transparency or having conversations or responding to feedback and not just taking it on as you're bad and you have to apologize. But the mindset reframe for me is really helpful because it's not going to create any more joy showing up to work thinking my team is so brutal. Like, this sucks. When is this going to end? It might not end. Like, it's actually something that we see across the working world. And so if you can think of it as part of the favor that you do to your team, then bonus points and good karma for you.
1: That is so interesting. I'm kind of like, hold on, I'm going to gather my thoughts on that one for a second, because what an interesting way to frame it. I think I'm on, I think I'm, I think I disagree. I don't think we're going to land completely mutually exclusively, but I feel like a leader's job is to be the vision holder, the torch bearer, and to show everyone else what lies ahead and to be the person who's walking ahead, figuring it out. Um, And in that, in that way, I don't feel like people in the back of the line really have the sight or the the place to say like hey you're walking too fast you're walking too slow they can't see what's you know what's going on um but i don't think they're i i don't think they're mutually mm. exclusive for sure i don't know servant leadership is not my vibe particularly mm.
0: i i don't even define this as like okay. servant leadership i just define it as leadership i feel like leadership inherently a sacrifice right? And you can't do it for any sort of personal glory, right? Like you can want to move up so that you can have more autonomy, more executive decision making, um, more salary, more income, right? To exercise your skills at the highest level, Um, but not because you want to be the most important or the best. In fact, you have to be kind of willing to deal with more than the average person on the team because yeah. you're taking on the responsibilities of leadership, yeah. including all the other personnel issues that don't involve you, right? Like two employees disagree <laughs> with each other. It's kind of your domain as well. Right? Are you finding your
1: clients that the people who are, um, getting this influx from their teams of, like, you're not doing this right, you're not doing this right, you're not doing this right. Are they asking for opinions? Are they people who really care about their team wanting it to go well? Okay.
0: I actually don't know. I definitely have the feeling that <laughs> yeah. some of these teams yeah. offer okay. opinions without being asked. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix. Yeah.
1: Because there's there's a bit of yeah. – um, especially in the startup world, I want to say in the last like eight years, there's been a bit of people really pivoting around this idea of like, no, no, no. I'm the CEO. I'm the leader. I'm here to listen. My door's open. You come talk to me. I'm here to listen. And Mm. then people come talk to them. And I think they're setting themselves up for failure with that, to be honest with you.
0: (laughs) Totally. It's not a therapy. Best office.
1: No, they're not there to solve the the all day. your work problems. And frankly, they're probably not there to solve more than one of your work problems.
0: So I can really, yeah, I can really empathize with the leaders who are in this position, right? It feels like a really heavy additional job load to feel like you need to handle people's emotional projections at work. And if that's something that you want to change, well, we can't control other people, right? We talk about that all the time. Um, you can hire selectively and you can influence your culture and design your culture, Grace, in a way where there's you know personal ownership and transparency and communication. In fact, I'm curious, Grace, what are some of the qualities that you would point to as characteristic of Mm. organizations that wouldn't have this problem?
1: I don't know that any organization wouldn't have this problem inherently. I think that's just, it's the nature of how we view work today in, you know, um, it's the nature of people coming into the workforce. It's the nature of us having a lot of opinions in our lives on our, you know, in general, on the phone, on the internet. Um, But what I think organizations who are going to do, sort of skirt around this issue we're going to do is they're, they're focusing on, they're focusing on the, the important stuff and they're letting people take ownership around the important stuff and really like how the work is done. So, you know, when, um, get, like, like, let's say there's, um, a transparency, everyone, you know, we're they're you're not transparent enough. Like we hear that kind of stuff all the time. Um, I like people to get really, really granular about what is and what isn't there. Okay, like here's the information that we have available to you. And maybe there's a, a monthly you know, forum where everyone gets to like walk through the, the roadmap for the, um, the month ahead or whatever it is and, and be a part of that. But then in those meetings, it's really clear, hey, you're here to receive information. You're not here to give opinions. This is the people who've made these decisions are sharing this information because we want to be a transparent culture. This isn't the, this isn't the place for opinions. Mm. Maybe there's another place for opinions. And I think probably the people that are doing this really well are finding the really engaging Mm -hmm. place for opinions, but getting really clear, like not everything's a free for all. Mm. Not every meeting's
0: a free for all. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And actually there was something you said that was really interesting and I can't remember how you phrased it, but it made me think like maybe employees who do this and who come from a place of wanting to um, advocate for people in the organization and create more fairness or whatever it is they might be after, maybe they're lacking a sense of importance in the work that they do, right? Like maybe it speaks to a certain lack that they're experiencing within their role. And that might be something that you can read into and interpret um, and gently find ways of addressing with that. person.
1: Oh, I love that, that,
0: Rachel. It's like what motivates someone to be critical, especially if there's a pattern, like maybe it's a personality type or maybe there's something going on where they don't feel – but they're hurt, or they somehow feel they're lacking potency. I found this
1: when I was in organizations, I found this very much so with the youngest employees coming in. I, I don't think that's a hot take. I think a lot of people are finding that with particularly people who this is their first job or second job. They don't really know what a workforce is like. And when we were in startup land, you know, the, the companies that I was in were, were financial technology, insurance technology. So people came from other sectors of insurance or finance, like much more corporate jobs, and then into this startup. So really relished the freedom of a startup. And so that was something we talked about a lot. But then someone who'd never had a job before comes in, and that freedom is their baseline.
0: And it's a huge disconnect that like yeah. yeah it strikes me as like i mean it strikes me as true but like the older you get the less you care as well the less you're like i'm trying to Oh uh, and the problem. other the, <laughs> i just gotta right, pay my got and do this
1: and go home and you know the other thing that i'm seeing i'm working with a team right now totally and a lot of them are really young um and the manager is young but good and what i see is this constant bitching to the manager about this person isn't doing this and we have to do this and, you know, this way and this way and this way, wanting their own experience to be this like perfectly curated thing that works just for them. And that if, if someone only just saw things the way they saw them, mm. it would be you know, everything would go perfectly. And what what you're missing in that is like, this is a human, when you take away the power dynamics that all these people are working for this one person, when you take away the power mm-hmm. dynamics, like this is a human who also wants this to be excellent and wants this to be really good. And don't you think that if this person could make this experience more seamless, they would? Like, don't you think that if this person could could be tweaking, like, you know, listen to them. You have to have some trust in your, um, in your managers. Like you, you, you pick this job for a reason. You pick these people for a reason. Like if, if you think that what they really want is, is excellence, you have to give them space to, to, you know, play with that. Um, but I think people think everyone has all the answers. Their managers have all the answers. The CEO has all the answers. The board has all the answers. No one has the answers.
0: Totally. So as a manager, would you just say that? Would you say, hey, if I could make this more I seamless, I would. would.
1: I probably How would. How do you do it <laughs> being Honestly, defensive? now where I am totally. in my career, yeah. I would probably say that every day. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is us yeah. doing our best right now. Next week, yeah, we'll learn more and we'll do better. But this is us doing our best right now. Mm-hmm. Take it. You know, if that doesn't work for you, doesn't yeah. work for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I, th- I completely agree. I think that's a perfectly fair place to be just transparent and direct and honest. And to say, hey, FYI, like when I'm not spending my time doing what you think I should be doing, I'm doing this, right? I'm like, making sure I can make payroll, right? It's like, you know, especially if it's a younger employee or younger employees who you notice this happening amongst, it's like some education might need to happen here, right? And um, I think the only reason that you might hesitate to be that direct and that forthright is because there is a part of you that, like, really deeply resents the situation and can't do it from, like, a clean place. You know what I mean? Because we all know how it is when we communicate from a really charged up and angry and bitter and resentful place versus a place of, like, this is just the truth, and I gotta say it. Well, it's really hard. And so maybe there's... Of course, because I'd be, you know, it's, I'd feel resistant. as a manager, I, I would, would be like, and you don't want to have, like, you don't want to have to have, you don't want
1: to be put in that position where you're having to defend. You're like, I'm killing myself to make this, you know, to make this experience, this whatever. I'm killing myself to make this work. Now you're questioning me. Now I have to fucking defend myself to you. I hired you three months ago, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is where I'm going to come back to my perspective Please. on what it means to be a leader, because you're going to be in these situations. You don't want to be in all the damn time. Everyone at work is going to be in them, right? Like I just paid my taxes last week. You know about it. I did the whole tax filing and tax payment and I hated it and I didn't want to do it, but we I had supported to do it, each other, through you know, it. and there's <laughs> elements of leadership. Did. It wasn't so bad, but there's elements of leadership that suck and that you're not going to like doing. And, um, go take care of yourself find a way to come to emotionally neutral and then say what needs to be said can you can you give us this part a of little it. solid tip on how to do that i do some breath work i would do a guided breathwork session on youtube i'm a really big fan of this channel called breathwork beats every single title they have talks about creep dmt with breathwork which is a selling point for some. I just like their music. It works for me. But there are so much good short-form breathwork on YouTube and on Insight Timer and on probably all of the meditation apps these days. You can do 10 minutes and completely change your state of being and be much more equipped to have a conversation without being overreactive. I love that.
1: I will, I'll say for our, our audience – the privilege of one of the privileges, one of the many privileges of working with Rachel um, is that I think like, I don't know, four episodes or so ago I got on, and I was just had a long, hard day, whatever it was. And I got on, and I was like, I think I'm going to cry. Um, can we do some breath work to just like, and whatever that was, our topic had nothing to do with it. I just didn't want to be in such a weird mood for the conversation. And it really, what we do two minutes, like it was so helpful. It was amazing. Hundred
0: yeah, percent. Yeah. That was special. I delivered that just for you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was a sweet moment. It's it's so easy though. It's actually so easy if you're willing to change your mood. There's so many tools these days. Breath you gotta just, be just, willing. It comes to mind. It's fast. It's simple. It's I guess you gotta reliable. be willing. Sometimes you're not willing. That's the other thing too. Like, let's wrap with that. Like if you're having a frustration over this, you know what? That's okay. Right. Sometimes we're not ready to put down our frustration and take the high road and that's totally human and totally normal too. And I don't judge you at all. If you need the space of a week to just be kind of. Pasty.
1: And you can be a little that's pissy fun. and I, but, and I would take, if you're going to be a little pissy, I would be a little pissy in the direction of, um, yeah. we're doing the best we can. You gotta, you gotta trust in that. Maybe
0: instead of a servant leader. Instead of a servant leader, you have to be a curmudgeon leader. <laughs> I love curmudgeonly people, don't you? Like I, Grace, I feel like you probably love curmudgeonly people, like the people that are really hard to win over and are just kind of like that I see as like hitting. a challenge to win over. <laughs> I'm like, at least they're honest. Yeah, I want to win you over. If
1: I can't win them over, though, I don't like them.
0: I don't like Mr. at the G- DMV either. Like, that's not a worthy game for me to play. But if it's like someone in yeah. my organization who is like kind of curmudgeonly, I'm like, hey. What's up? I um, appreciate it. Okay. I don't know. So
1: fuck servant leadership. Be a curmudgeon be leader. Be a curmudgeon be leader. Truthful. Be truthful. And also, this is hard. I think what we want to underline, too, is like this is really hard. I We both of us see a lot of leaders going through this. Um, it is a moment of the times, like we're not, you know, in, I think the fifties and sixties where people got gotten companies and stayed there forever and had no opinions about how they went. Um, so this is of the time. And, um, if either of us can help you either, you know, navigate through it as a leader or think about some sort of structural organizational changes you can make to meetings and things like that. Um, we are both available for that.
0: Including considering the feedback in case that is something you need to Including
1: do. considering the feedback. That's all you. I don't want to help anyone consider their feedback. That's all Rachel. <laughs> um, I want to shout out to my dear friend and mentor, John Campbell, who listens to this um, podcast. And he's, I don't want to, I don't want to miss say it, John. I think he's in his early eighties um, and he's never listened to podcasts before this one. So this is his first one. And, um, he's a wonderful, wonderful person. And he's such a Rachel, you would love him. But he, he listened to our work wives one and he was like, you guys are, I just, I just knew you'd be amazing work spouses. He's just on it. (laughs) He's just on it. He told me, he told me on that same phone call that if he had to have a team of just like one gender, it would only be women because I'm going to quote you, John. You said Obviously. they're better. I'm going to quote. I'm just quoting John. He said they're better. Oh,
0: <laughs> all right. So I hire women. Solve all your leadership problems. Hire women. If, if you can get you us. You can get us. Okay. Yeah. We John, appreciate we appreciate you. you.
1: Uh, and I appreciate you, Rachel.
0: Yeah, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you, Grace.
1: All right. Okay. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Okay.
1: okay. Let's go do this. Oh, we, yeah. yeah.